بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولاه اللهم لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما يا رب العالمين اللهم أرنا الحق حق وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطل وارزقنا اجتنابه والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته My dear brothers and sisters, today I want to speak to you about a hadith that you may have heard before, but you may have underestimated how integral this hadith, this narration, this statement of the Prophet is not only to our iman, to our faith, but to the preservation and the continuation of our faith in challenging and difficult times. This is the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, in which the Prophet said, Inna al-Islam bada That certainly Islam started as something that is strange. And it will go back to being strange just like it started. So glad tidings be for those who are the strangers. This hadith has three main components, three areas that we can focus on. Number one, this hadith is a history lesson. This hadith tells us of the history of our faith, the history of our deen, that our history is a history in which the companions of the Prophet along with the Prophet faced very difficult times. So this is a message to you and me to remember our past, remember our history, remember the very beginning of this deen. Inna al-Islam bada Islam started as being strange. When Islam came about, people in society, they looked at Islam and they said, this is not something that we recognize. This is not something that we see to be normal. This is not what we are used to. This is not how our society functions. This is not our morality. This is not our right and wrong. This is something new that you have brought, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Islam started as being strange. Number two, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is informing us of a time to come. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is telling us of a difficult, dare I even say a traumatic time that will come upon his ummah once again. A time in which we as the followers of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we as Muslims, we as believers will once again be looked on as being strange, as being different, as being those who are not going with the flow, those who are not going with what is considered to be mainstream. It is almost as if it is a return to the beginning. It is almost as if the Prophet ﷺ is saying that a time will come where a generation will face challenges like the challenges of the Sahaba, the best generation that has ever, ever come. So this is for us a reminder from the Prophet ﷺ, a warning, a heads up, we could say, that another time will come. You may be witness to a time where you will look, be looked at as being strange. And the third component of this hadith is glad tidings, is a promise 
of reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, O believer, O Muslim, if you are able to hold on, if you're able to hold firm in those times where you, where you are looked upon as a stranger, then know that there is reward in store for you. And this is in line with a very important principle we have in our faith, and that is that as we sacrifice for the sake of Allah, as we are faced with difficulties and challenges, our status is raised by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, man That the one who humbles themselves before Allah, Allah will raise them. Even if society has made you low, even if society has ostracized you, even if society has discarded you and put you aside and told you that you have no value, you have no worth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will raise you. And true honor belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the question we ask ourselves is, do we seek honor from society and people and what is considered normal around us? Or do we seek honor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Do we seek honor from the one who honored the prophets and the messengers? Do we seek honor from the one who honored the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Or do we seek honor from people? People who are fickle, people who are changing, people who live in a society that is constantly changing its definition of what is considered right and what is considered wrong. Who do we seek that honor from? Do we seek it from Allah or do we seek it from the people? And so the question must be asked, if we want to be considered amongst the ghuraba, amongst the strangers, who are the strangers? You see, a lot of times people focus on this hadith, but they'll focus on a minor or a lesser issue in this hadith. We will focus on visuals. People will say, you know what, I walk out in society and because of the way I dress or the way I look, I feel like a stranger. You have to remember, my brothers and sisters, that the first part of this hadith in which the Prophet ﷺ said that this faith, it started as being strange. You have to ask yourself, what made the Sahaba strange? Was it the way they looked? Was it the way they dressed? Because I got news for you. The Sahaba pretty much dressed the way non-Muslims at that time dressed. The companions of the Prophet ﷺ looked very similar to the way the Quraysh and the Mushrikun amongst the Quraysh, the way they looked. As a matter of fact, if I were to put you in a time machine right now and send you back to that time, you may come upon that society and you may have a little bit of a hard time figuring out who the Muslims are and who the Mushrikun are, who the non-Muslims are. So it wasn't about visuals. The ghuraba, what made them strangers was their morality. What made them strangers was their aqidah, was their faith. What made them strangers was that all of society was telling them to believe one thing. And they said, no, we take guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We take guidance from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What made them strangers was their aqidah and their faith. What made them strangers is that they were willing to stand up for what is right, even if all of society told them that that is not right. What made them strangers was to take a stance that is much larger than just visually appearing to be different. And yes, of course, 
part of our submission to Allah, we may visually appear to be different as well. But don't lose the bigger picture here. The bigger picture is how do we stand? Are we firm in the face of what is considered normal, what gets normalized in society today? And so my, my brothers and sisters, this hadith is telling us that this time will come. This time will come upon us. The only question we ask ourselves is, are we going to be on the right side of history? Are we going to be those who stood up for the truth, those who stood up for what is right, even though society was telling us otherwise? The Prophet ﷺ actually clearly told us this. He said, لا تزال طائفة من أمتي. He said, there will always be a group of people from my ummah, ظاهرين على الحق, who will stand firm upon the truth. The question is, are we part of that section of the society of Muhammad wasallam? Are we part of that group of people who claim to be followers of Muhammad wasallam that stood firm? Because in society we will see that there are those who claim to be Muslim, those who identify with Islam. But when challenges come upon them, when challenges come upon their belief system, when challenges come upon their morality, that they may be swayed very easily. The Prophet ﷺ reminded us of this when he said, take care of your heart. He said, He said, the example of the heart is like a feather that is blown in the wind. Meaning as the wind blows in one direction, it goes in one direction. And as the wind blows in the other direction, it goes in the other direction. So we have to ask ourselves, what is anchoring my heart? Is approval from people the anchor of my heart? Because once again, if it's approval from society, if it's, if it's seeking value, from people and wanting to be liked by the people around us, that in, and then is that truly a real anchor for us? If we leave our self-worth, if we leave our value in the hands of people, what is going to happen? Today they may like us, but what's going to happen tomorrow? And we see this society that we live in, we are constantly being told that your value lies in how much people like you. We see this with social media, and even before social media. Social media is just another way in this, that this is manifest. But the reality is that it is part of our humanity that we want to be liked by others. We want to be accepted by others. We want to feel like we are part of the group. And so sometimes we fall prey. We fall victim to this idea that if people just liked me, then I would feel valuable that I would feel like I'm important, that I would feel like there is something to my existence. But our faith teaches us that our value comes from submission to our Lord and our Creator. Our value comes from our spiritual connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because that is something that cannot be broken. Regardless of what is happening in society, as long as we are seeking the approval of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we cannot be shaken. You can, they can put us in chains. They can imprison us. They can do whatever they want to us. But if our faith is intact, then our value will be intact. 
And my brothers and sisters, we see this example in this very day today. Because there are brothers and sisters of ours today who are in shackles. People who are oppressed. People who are wronged. People who are living in war-torn countries. And their lives from the outside seem to be destroyed. And you would think to yourself, what do they have to live for? And the answer to that is their iman. It is their faith, it is their connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That, my brothers and sisters, is the source of their strength. And that is why the Muslim spirit cannot be broken as long as we are true to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As long as we are true to the message of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they cannot break us. This is what this hadith is telling us. This is the glad tidings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given through the Prophet to us as believers. The glad tidings of it doesn't matter if you're strange. It doesn't matter what they do to your reputation. It doesn't matter what they do to you physically. They can harm you as the Sahaba, as the companions were physically harmed, as their reputations were ruined, as they were attacked and as they were oppressed it didn't matter. Why didn't it matter to them? Because they lived their life for a much higher purpose. And that is submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So my brothers and sisters, when things are volatile around us, when society seems to be volatile, and when we seem to be pulled in every direction, we have to ask ourselves, what is my true identity? What makes me what I am? What gives me value? And the answer, once again, has to be if we're going to remain strong, if we're going to remain firm, if we're going to remain united, my brothers and sisters, it has to be our identity as Muslims. You know, there's a lot of talk about unity and how Muslims should unite and we're going to be strong if we unite. And yes, there is truth to that. But the question must be asked, what do we unite upon? We can just say, hey, just unite, just come together. But if we don't, if we're not uniting upon the source of our strength, what is this unity worth? So we have to say to ourselves, we have to remind ourselves that we don't just unite. We're not just a jama'ah, we're not just a congregation. We are a congregation that is a congregation that is congregated upon the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ahlu sunnati wal jama'ah. We are the people of congregation. We are people who come together. We are people who strengthen one another. We are a people who support one another to live our lives upon the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And so yes, our faith is important to us. Yes, congregation is important to us. And we need one another if we're going to be able to weather the storm. If we're going to be able to continue. If we truly deserve, we want the title of ghuraba. We are going to need one another and we're going to need guidance. We're going to need knowledge. As the Prophet ﷺ said that the messengers, the prophets, they did not leave behind any wealth to give to you. They left behind knowledge. Then the scholars are the inheritors of the prophets. What do they inherit? Not just titles. Not just a, a, a status in society. What they inherit is knowledge. 
So in troubling times, my brothers and sisters, we must anchor ourselves in our faith. And how do we access our faith? We access our faith through the rich tradition of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam that has been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And as I mentioned earlier, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam promised us that this ummah will always have a group of people that will stand firm upon the truth. So look around you and ask yourself, who are the scholars who are not swayed by the opinions of society? Who are the scholars who stand firm regardless of what is happening around them? We have to ask ourselves, am I following a scholar or am I following a politician? Because politicians, their job is to please people. And so they may be swayed easily left and right. They need, the, they need to be popular. That is how they get into power. That is how they get position. A scholar, their job, their goal is to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The true servants of Allah, the true scholars of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the true inheritors of the prophets, their goal is not to please society. Their goal is not even to please me and you. Their goal is to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like Imam Malik rahimahullahu ta'ala said that when someone would come ask me a question, I would view myself standing between heaven and hell. Meaning that is how seriously I took it when someone asked me a question about the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That if I give the wrong answer, perhaps this will take me to the hellfire. If I give the right answer, yes, this can be a path to Jannah. We have to seek out those who are God-fearing in this way. Those whose goal, once again, is not to please society. Those whose goal is to please the Lord of society. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why, my brothers and sisters, we cannot follow the nor just the norms of society because it is popular. As a matter of fact, even when it comes to individuals, we do not follow individuals. We follow the truth. We follow those individuals who are upon the truth. And there is a distinction. You may not be able to see it sometimes, but there is a distinction between following the truth and following individuals. We don't follow people because of who they are. We follow them for what they represent and what they hold to be sacred. So if someone strays from that path, then it is not about that individual, it is about the truth. And so once again, we say to ourselves, follow those who are struggling and striving to be upon the truth. And Alhamdulillah, Allah has left us, Allah has given us a legacy in which we can say, yes, we have those in our ummah who are upon the truth. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the ability to tell the difference between right and wrong. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the ability to recognize truth as truth and goodness as goodness and falsehood as falsehood. One of the biggest trials, as the Prophet wasallam told us, that will come upon this nation, that will come upon this ummah, that will come upon this people, is the inability to tell the difference between right and wrong. And so I leave you with this question. Are you preparing yourself to be able to tell the difference between right and wrong? Is your generation prepared? Are you preparing the next generation 
And as we see, yes, times get confusing and information gets spread so quickly, misinformation gets spread so quickly, do we think that that will not affect the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Of course it will. But once again, we have to empower ourselves with the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to empower ourselves with the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And I'll leave you with this. In one narration, the Sahaba asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Man humul ghuraba, ya Rasulullah, who are the strangers, O Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al ghuraba, الَّذِينَ يُصْلِحُونَ إِذَا فَسَدَ النَّاسِ The ghuraba are those who will bring about goodness, who will encourage goodness and piety when people become ruined. And so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us that source of goodness and piety. هَذَا وَاللَّهُ تَعَالَى أَعْلَمْ سُبْحَانَكَ اللَّهُمَّ وَبِحَمْدِكَ أَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَا إِلَّا أَنْتْ أَسْتَغْفِرُكَ وَتُبُوْ إِلَيْكَ وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ وَبَرَكَاتُهُ